When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and a very warm, sometimes literally, welcome to Irregular Bitches, the podcast for women in midlife that's full of bad language, laughter and Botox. Well, Sarah and I anyway. I'm Louise Mitchell, and my co-host is the utterly fabulous Sarah Kaywood. How are we doing, darling? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah, the more key-related stuff to uh, tell you about later. Okie dokie. Me and keys. We don't, me, keys and menopause just do not no. agree with each other. Anyway, should we? Well, I think we should crack uh, we straight need to on. Crack straight on let's, today. Let's get our her guest in. is fabulous. Our guest today is a wonderful actress who I first met when she was playing Patty Simcox in Greece in the West End about 126 years ago, and has since gone on to soap infamy as Mello in EastEnders. She played DCI Sasha Miller in New Tricks, and even managed to self-shoot a fabulous drama on YouTube during lockdown about a group of menopausal women called Dunbreeden. Welcome, Tamsin Althway. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> she was a marvellous Patty Simcox. Oh. You know, the welcome to Rydell. I can't That's do right. it. Can't do you remember? Re- of course I don't remember. I don't remember anything <laughs> from back then. It's so weird when people talk about that and they can recite their lines. I can't understand. Can you not? No. You were marvellous. Can't remember any of it. I remember the Rydell High song. I remember, you know, all of the stuff that we did, the singing and the dancing because it's famous. But I don't remember any of Patty's lines, which I know at the time were quite funny. So you I'm a were bit annoyed, really, I don't yeah, remember Yeah, you them. were really, really good. Original as well. Yeah. With a, with a shared mutual friend that we have called Dan, who was my partner. Dan partner Hinchliffe, yes. Yeah, and one of Tamsin's very good mates. He introduced us, actually. He did. And I even remember where it was. You were a dancer at the time. I was in Phantom. You were in Phantom. And we met at Taylor's. Just off Soho Square. Do you remember that bar? Just off Soho Square? A bar, probably. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I I'm love terrible. It. But I do remember I was in that show for a year and I remember meet like it was such a sociable time. So I remember like Dan would always have mates, which you obviously came yeah. to Taylor's. Yeah. And it's next to the Harry Krishna place, just off oh, Soho yes, Square. Yes, of course remember I remember. Taylor's? Yes. <laughs> Taylor's. Oh, it was so much fun. I just remember like feeling like, you know, if I never work again, this is it. I've made it. But you have, I mean, you've got, you know, that CV is ram ram jammed, yeah. isn't it? It's just the age, babe. It's my age. No, so I was so proud of you. If you keep working as you get older, it just keep and keep adding. It's really just shows you how old you are. I disagree entirely. Well, yeah, obviously, because... I think that's modesty right there, because you have consistently worked, haven't you? So it's not like... No, it's You've been. Cons- I've and had then come a, back. a few. Yeah, I've had a few. You know, a few months here and there off, but sure. not like long periods. When I had my kids, uh, I thought they were going to be times where I stopped for a while. But I was in the middle of a series when I got pregnant with Flo. Which well, series was that? The Fixer for ITV. Oh, so right, what happened I was that. that I had to go back 
after I had her when she was four months old. She's 12? She's now 12, yeah. yeah. So I basically was like breastfeeding, having to go in and be like a honey trap in like a really dark (laughs) series while, you know, my breasts were leaking. So it wasn't very sexy, but (laughs) we had a good time. And then with Marnie, uh, I kind of, I didn't work quite so quickly, but yeah, I suppose they, Marnie was the time where I stopped for a bit and then New Tricks was something I went back to. Yeah. Yeah, so, which, yeah. What was it that made you really famous? It was it I was Red Cap after EastEnders. Yes, so EastEnders. So it was EastEnders, yeah. wasn't it? EastEnders has a lot to answer for. <laughs> but <laughs> but how, it long opened lots off, of doors. how long on and off did you do it for? So I did it from 1998 after doing like eight years of musical theatre and one play with Alan Akebourne, I then went into Enders. So it was like theatre to telly really whole, quick. Right. Um, and so you're learning everything, you know, and that was three and a half years learning all about multicam and how to hit a mark. But I think when you've done the kind of theatre that you and I used to do, the only thing I felt like I really, really needed to do, I mean, I had to learn a lot, but I really had to just bring it all down. <laughs> bring it all down. Is that some overacting going well, on? Well, because you, you, there's something in you that is naturally kind of... Big. Jazz hands. <laughs> Tits and teeth. Jazz yeah. hands. And, and you have to kind of know your market and, you know, know when there's a close-up on you, you bring it really down and actually you can just say it all you, with your eyes. You don't have to really move. So that was a big learning yeah. thing. But then three and a half years in that and then went on to, like, Red Cap and Hotel Babylon, Walk Away and I Stumble. Loved Vital Hotel signs, Babylon. Oh, loads my God. God. Lots You've of telly And um, then got doing... I kept itching and, and wanting to get back to theatre and every two years I'd try and do something. And you were doing theatre when lockdown started, weren't you? Yeah. I yeah. saw your Instagram post last mm. week outside and I actually nearly cried. I know. Mm. It's so outside it just mm. like it's almost you you go through Soho mm. and um I don't know if this is happening anywhere else in the country where you go past a coffee shop with which has got a half drunk cup of coffee. <laughs> literally looks like the apocalypse happened because yeah. it's a small business that got told to shut up and literally haven't gone back. Yeah. yeah. So I went back to the theatre to collect my stuff from the dressing room and I walked into the dressing room and it was all exactly the same, just a little you know, just was no all your makeup there. still out and stuff? No, because Indira Varma brought my makeup round to me. Right. But sh- basically, there was like all our tea station. Amelia Clark had made these, had brought in these little lamps and these bean bags, and all of our chill area was there. So our dressing room looked exactly the same. And then you go outside, and all of the posters are still up. And it's like we've just stopped in time. Because mm, nothing's yeah. changed. I didn't go onto the stage. I thought it might be too much. Yeah. <laughs> and but it did. It was eerie and sad and quite hopeful as well at the same time. Because it wasn't so. like we've cleared all your stuff out. We're never coming back. Right. So there was a feeling of we'll be back, bigger and better. We've, we've done got five to get the previews. Arts back. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We've, yeah. We've done five previews. We know Brilliant. it works. Yeah. We were just gearing up to press night. So, yeah, there's lots of performances in that play that I really want, like, people to see. Mm. Amelia and Tom and Indira and all of them. Yeah. You know, really amazing performances. Mm. We'll come. We'll come and do a London show. Absolutely. 
Love we'll, we'll going to the theatre. Yeah, we'll speak to her. <laughs> uh, so, done breeding. Yes. It just goes to show oh. that creatives still need to create. And do. They, still uh, and, create. They, and do still create. They find a way. I thought it was amazing. I couldn't believe I was watching I it. Done breeding, just to, in case anybody know, doesn't know what we're talking about. Was, you can still see it on YouTube. I know. I've been watching it. <laughs> Have you? Um, was a YouTube drama that Tamsin did with Angela Griffin, Anthony's Welsh, and Tracy Ann Oberman. And Julie Graham wrote it. Julie Graham, yeah. yeah. Alison Newman, who created yeah. Harlots. Just she was in it. I mean, amazing. Self shot. Self shot. Look at partners look, and kids all either in it or holding cameras or clapperboards or Tom, Tom having to act. Bless Tom him. acting. Yeah, he's, he's good. I know. <laughs> I mean, Jason Milligan, Angela yeah. Griffin's husband, yeah. is an actor. Well, there we Her go. Her two That's daughters. Helpful are both acting yeah. so she sort of had a bit of a well Tom a did start. train as an actor but he just oh, hasn't he? done it for years and years so yeah we had actually had a really lovely time and we started getting really much more creative with it and it was immediate because we were making it and then it was going on on the Thursday live not live but yeah, yeah. the edit was really quick mm -hmm. and our director Robin Shepard did an amazing job from a remote space in her home mm -hmm. what, you know we'd do a zoom call and have a read through and then we'd just and she'd send us a shot list and then we'd all go into it and it was just I mean we'd I was like losing, not losing the plot, but like I'm never going to get fit like all my mates are. They're doing exercise every morning. Because well, we were too busy homeschooling, right? And I with children really that were having struggling. tantrums. I yeah. hated it. I struggled badly. I hated it. I hated it. And I think my kids hated it. Yeah. And they still now look back. My, my eight-year-old said to me yesterday, um, you know, mum, because you're not trained as a teacher. <laughs> so it was tricky Correct. for you. So <laughs> Thanks, Marnie. Next, yeah. She said... Uh, children that have teachers as mums and dads are so lucky. <gasps> and I was like, I know, you're so right, but I do other things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just We dance pop. around the kitchen well. Yeah, pop up on the telly <laughs> yeah. every now and then. No. So, yeah, so the homeschooling was, was a struggle. And then what happened after two weeks was Julie Graham phoned me up and said, I've got this thing, have a little read. Mm. And I was like, and then suddenly we had these producers on board, Andrew and Jackie, who made it happen. And we were suddenly on YouTube and it was being watched by thousands of people. Yeah. And I loved it. It was very funny. I really enjoyed every single storyline, actually, because there's, what, five or six? Everyone's got their own little storyline, yes. haven't they? And, and it's not sanitised, is it? So everyone's no. allowed to swear as much as they loved like. Yeah. And, you know, this, the chat about the menopause is, is sometimes, you know, it's raw, it's grubby. Yeah. And I liked that. I didn't want them to be like, oh, you've just got a slight flush. Oh, I can't. It no. wasn't about that. Yeah. No. They talked about, you know, bleeding out and all sorts. And we had it all and made it and Julie made it fun. It and was really funny. I was just telling before you came in, I've just got Angela's line where she said, so why are you drinking in the morning? She says, I'm trying to drink my way through a particularly vicious bout of thrush. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then she scratches full on down to the... And I was like, oh, babe, we've it's, all been yeah, there. And it's also it's how your mates talk to each other. There we go. But we just don't see it represented on television often. There we go. Because it's a woman of a certain age talking about stuff like that is maybe seen as slightly grotesque. Um, and have got to change that. I know. And what I loved about it was Julie said... You know, when I was watching TV and I was going through my menopause, I thought, 
I don't want to be the person that some bloke is making a joke about. Right. Mm. I want to be the person that's making the joke right. about my own situation yeah. and, and laughing with a group of women. So that's how she wrote it, which I thought was really clever. Well, that's why we're here, basically, because we discovered that we learned more about the menopause from talking with our mates because we didn't really want to sit and read a book of facts, oh, scientific no. facts. We just wanted to have a bit of a laugh, didn't we? Mm. And just bond over it well, that's with what, mates. You know, that's how how you and I first got together wasn't it because right. we were just I was at my wits end really and I didn't know whether you know I was being prescribed antidepressants why do they do that to women of a certain well, age it's, so? well in the olden days they'd that was say it. you know she or oh, she went a bit funny yeah when, and when they had pills or yeah. when they were going through menopause she went a little bit funny after after the age of like 50 yeah well, crazies bandied around oh yeah. she's crazy she's mental and that and angry as well that. I think like you angry, know angry yeah. yes it pisses me yeah. off do you think dumb breeding could be educational <laughs> well it is educational, it is educational certainly definitely. for men but do you, do you I'd like to see that as a we not would, perhaps prime time drama after nine o'clock no maybe. but there are st- channels and there are television production companies that could make it very well I yeah. think I think it needs a female led team yeah who definitely. want to talk about it laugh about it be involved in it don't yeah. shy away from it oh and thanks Tam as well because you you and the other girls are so, you're such a fabulous kick-ass group of women anyway and because some I just think some women are in denial about it and they don't want to talk about it and they don't you know well, and they're, I they're just, still of that that conditioning that it's grotesque that, yeah. and I think people do sometimes think that oh I don't want to see that and it's like actually if you're making jokes about yourself you're not taking yourself too seriously yeah. but you're still educating the people around you by chatting about yeah. it then it could be I think it could be very funny very educational at times I think that series nine episodes were really moving Yeah, like there were moments in it because we'd laughed so much in in, t- in moments that mm. it took us back into like quite poignant moments that mm. were needed I yeah. think mm. all shot without any of us seeing each other and none of it talked it's amazing to about that all came like across. not talking about lockdown no. the camaraderie came across yeah. the friendships yeah. came across and that's what's so important for us I think I've just yeah. read Caitlin Moran's book <gasps> Is oh it my good? God, you're Have saying you got that? It? I've just finished. Is it in your bag? I've got it. I'm going to get it today. I, look, so I, that was when I was going to get the tube. I thought I'll do that, and then I thought no, I'll drive him. So I've got the book in my bag. I'm not reading it at the traffic lights, it's, but I will when I get home. There's there's holes like, all the way through. You go, yes, Caitlin. Yes, will you be my friend, yeah. Caitlin? That's where I came to at the end. But it's about women incredible. and women supporting each other. Yeah, brilliant. I did the moonwalk with Caitlin twice. Did you? She's an absolute force of nature. Is it Caitlin? Have I been saying it wrong? Catlin, oh, it's Caitlin. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. worry. She was it's home edu- homeschooled. Like she's got hippie parents, I think. Homeschooled. Well, I, I, I love her. her. I love her. And she's <laughs> like a little dynamo. She's only my height. She really is. Is she? Yeah. I love she's her amazing. Hair. I've, got hair I've only got one problem with dumb breeding. Go on. Um, everybody's having loads of sex. Oh. <laughs> I don't have any sex. I mean, my poor husband. Are they having lots of sex? It's, it's to me... How far did I get? Five or six, I think. I'll tell you why the extension took hold. And I I think my character's having lots of sex. She's having lots of sex. And so Susie, so's Angela, and so's Gigi. She's, oh, having thr- she's having threesomes, isn't she? Oh, Wanda yes. And, and Julie Graham is wanting it, but her bloke's in the shed a lot. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so 
I yeah, I think what Julie's aim there is to think to make people realise that when you get to a certain <laughs> age, a woman going through a menopause doesn't mean she doesn't want sex. Good point. Unless she's, you're me. Unless you're Sarah. <laughs> she's, you they're still really sexy. They can be sexy and they can still want to have sex. 100%. Actually, you know what? That's what it's it is. It's not that I don't want sex. It's that I... Time, tiredness. Thank children, you. Children. Teenagers. I want to have Sunday morning not sex. Not to bed. I fancied it I last night sex. and... I, I literally, I, I got on top of Andy and I was like, come on then. And then, yeah. Yeah. mummy, no, yeah. he, he doesn't go to sleep till about nine or ten. Yeah. I cannot have my eight-year-old walking in on me. No, it's flagrante. There's no excuse now, there's lockdown. When they're at school. We've got the builders in. Mm, oh. there is They've been excuse, there since yeah. July. Oh, God. <laughs> really? <laughs> Nick would have a coronary. It's a weekend away right there, my love. Yeah. <laughs> weekend in Brighton, that's what you need. That's what I've just yeah. had. It's fine. It'll come good. It will. It'll, it's just a phase. <laughs> um, Children in general. Yeah. It's just a phase. So your character, Indy, <laughs> yeah. is the, is really struggling with the insomnia yeah. of all the ladies. Like the insomnia and the night sweats. What is there anything... Have you Are you similar to her in any way? Or well, have you sailed so I, through this I process? I mean, my mum used to say to me that she'd never even noticed her menopause she got a bit grumpy one day and so I thought genetically that's me that's what's going to happen so I haven't really had any symptoms or felt any form of menopause so I'm 49 50 in November Mm -hmm. but when we started doing dumb breeding I thought oh I recognize that and I started noticing some things put two and two together so either I just am very mildly perimenopausal at the moment Mm. or I'm going to be like my mum and it won't be horrific. And it, yeah. I mean, I'm on nothing as yeah. far as like HRT or anything goes, yeah. but I am about to go and speak to someone about it. So basically, for me, I think the insomnia was the thing that made me go, oh, wow, that's actually a... And it shows you how much people don't talk about it. Yeah. Because I didn't really know. It was only Julie Graham that said to me, the rage. She said, the rage is... I intense. had the rage, and it was the ins- you sit, it was the insomnia. Me and Louise had a conversation, mm. and I was like, "The but but the difference with my insomnia is I can't get to sleep at night, but I don't generally feel tired. No. I just need less sleep." sleep. Yeah, mm. I agree. I agree. It's bizarre. My, I can get to sleep at night, but I have I was waking up at about four, and then going. That's, yeah, that's you I'm are tired five. then. But that's middle thankfully. Of the night most of my stuff has been happening whilst in lockdown so it's not like I've had to get up and go to work Mm. because I've had odd little jobs that have been a day's shoot Mm. or two days shoot but nothing no sustained period of like yeah you know 12 hour filming days yeah or or rehearsing and then doing a play till 10 30 at night none of that so therefore whatever symptoms I've had have felt like they've been naturally allowed to come in they've not been dealt with by anything any kind of outside force yet yeah so i'm just kind of hoping that you know a bit of sweating and waking up at 4 a.m is just something that's part of it and it might that's just about go where i am to is be it? fair yeah and there's no reason that it's going to get worse there's no reason that you're going to get other signs of it it's no. just maybe yeah no night sweats and a bit of insomnia and but i take stuff you Do know, you? so i don't know if that's working or not or yeah Her, you're, yeah. She's, you're sort of I, i'm i'm an i'm on the hrt and the antidepressants oh yeah you? Yes. we're at one end well, of both the scale of you. aren't we no, no she, so i'm starflower oil and that's it <laughs> oh you're, and I'm, you're yeah okay. well i went to i think it's a combination of things i think more about the fact i'm doing four jobs and having an extension which You've is a such a first plate. world problem not um, but it just had a lot on my plate and yeah. i think that coupled with hormones was a bit like so but you can't just take them for a week can you I 
was all right no, the week after. But also, I think if you if it works for you, you don't. I don't think you listen to our, our other outside yeah. influences because people yeah. say HR two does this. I think if it works for you, you take it. Yeah. Because it might not work for them, but it might for you. Yeah. So, at the moment anything I, to know, get you through I, I just think do whatever yes. you've got to do to get you through really you if it's yeah. not really detrimental to your health which I don't think anything of that is otherwise yeah. it wouldn't all be on the yeah. market this is what one of the things that I've noticed while we've been recording this and Tam's just touched on it again mm. is our parents each yeah. almost every guest to a T has said my mum didn't really yeah. D- just said she sailed through it. My mum did. Lou's mum did. Your mum did. What sailed through it? Sailed yeah, well, through they, they it. And I have nothing to tell us. They've got nothing to impart. My no. mum had a full hysterectomy at 39. Sorry, mummy, that I'm bringing up your private medical stuff. <laughs> but so she has no. She's got. I've got nothing for you. So she will have gone through the menopause at some point. But she'd been on HRT since she was 39, and she's now. 70. But I just wonder whether it's okay. like. Okay. So maybe that helped her. I think so. But yeah. she's got nothing to tell me. So, and none of us have mums who've, who've actually imparted anything. Either that generation don't tell you stuff. Right. Like the childbirth stuff and the... Like my mum always no used to that. say that her, she was gutted that her mum never told her how painful childbirth was. Right. There's a <laughs> she reason wished she'd have that. told her. <laughs> but that is, that's actually a reason to protect your children. Yeah. Um, but the menopause, when I, you know, she just said, I think I got a bit hot and sweaty and a bit moody. And she kind yeah. of said it like one day. But I wonder yeah. if she actually was probably, we're so much more in tune with our health yeah. and our mental health now. Yeah. Everything goes under a microscope. Does the 21st century living is yeah. very different. Plus, it's so different from them. So there is social media. There are we're much more in touch with everything. Educated as well yeah. about it. We yeah. are. So much maybe more they educated. were struggling just as much, but just didn't but really just, think about they, it. Yeah, they got on with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's a lot to be said for just cracking on. Yes. Yeah. There is a lot to be said for just cracking on. You know, some yeah. things do need to go under the microscope, but sometimes we need to crack on a bit. I sometimes think. I do have to say, stop moaning, Sarah. Do you? <laughs> stop fucking moaning. Do you? Yeah, have a word with myself. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? Well, I did. There was a phase uh, way back where I felt like I was, you know, uh, not for very long, but a bit woe is me. Mm. But it wasn't for long. And the minute I said, you know, you, it's up to you, you can turn this around and make this positive and try and make your life as best as is humanly possible because there's a lot le- left to live, hopefully. Mm. Yeah. You're still young. Or you can moan and think, woe is me for uh, forever. And so the, the period of feeling low was quite small in the end because I actually remember making a decision mm-hmm. to be happy. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I think, I, and I do, it's not obviously uh, yeah. with serious mental health problems no. that simple. You can't but just I did, make a decision. Yeah. Really. But I think it was more about the gratitude thing. If, you, if you're not grateful for what you have, you can't be happy. No. Because you're not grateful for what's there. Yeah. So you can't... So really, my key to happiness became about gratitude. And I was like, I'm so grateful, actually. I've got my two kids. Yeah. Got, you know, and yeah. suddenly it became about Let's that. look at the positive and yeah. let's put our focus... There's a bit right towards the end in Catelyn. Have I said that yeah. right now? Yeah. Where her daughter makes a conscious decision about her mental health. It is incredibly moving. So I can't really? wait for you to get to that. I bit, remember she, when Dora was... That. That, like, <laughs> I've got a picture of my friend Bacall holding Dora, who's now what? 20 or something yeah, in her arms at like the that. Reading Festival. Yeah, but she I mean, does exactly terrifying that. terrifying how old I am. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think you're so right about making a conscious decision now. I actually, I think, and I think 
It's, it's actually, sorry to interrupt, it's more about for the people around you. Yes. Because you don't want to be, be that lonely person it. that's yeah. bringing everyone down. Well, but when did yourself. that happen? Yeah. How old were you when that happened? Oh, no, it was after my marriage. It was after, oh, okay. right. So it, well, I've, I was a happy settles. human being generally in life. Well, that's quite, once... you're allowed to feel a bit worries me when your marriage breaks up. Yeah, in. of course. <laughs> but, you know, it's then like, it's not like for the rest of my life now, it's going to be, ugh. It's like you make a conscious decision to go, what is what is great? What do I have? Yeah. What can I do? What can I achieve? And time is a healer and gratitude is the key to happiness for me. So I think it became suddenly a thing of the past to move forward. Don't yeah, you can't let those bad things define no, you, just can stop you? looking back. Have your moment, lick your wounds. Yeah. yeah. This is great, this is great, this is great. Moving on, I have been yeah. forced, so I've also up. been there. Dress yeah. Get up, we're all right. Yeah. Off we go. Yeah. Lose two stone. Bravo, girls. <laughs> well done. Bravo. Irregular. Bitches. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. But I do think this happens in your 40s. I just, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think... Before, Were you? Me too, 41. Ah, there we go. And I just, but I just don't think that you're equipped. I think now, I just... I know when I'm being a moany old mini. It happened yesterday. Yeah, and I yeah. said, I d- and actually, if I get in a grump, and then I fessed up to Andy that I was in a grump, I went, if I'm honest with you, I'm a bit grumpy about the fact that the house is a tip and it's dragging on now. It's been mm. four months, the build and what have you. And But then I put him in a bad mood. And then I went back and went, I'm sorry, I'm being an absolute, I'm being a grumpy old cow. Let's move on. And then he, I've made him grumpy. That's oh, what I mean. And he, he was grumpy I mean. then for the rest of the day, though. So, it's, so I felt like it was my responsibility not to make, my kids anxious and grumpy mm-hmm. or the, my friends and the people around me anxious mm. and grumpy and when I was single and I had a baby I had a baby that wasn't yet one was Marnie under one then? yeah oh wow so basically I, I was like I can either crumble here or I can sort my Stuff Shit out. out. Mm. Yeah. You can swear. You here. can swear. Oh. So, she's yeah. So, she, she's so conditioned not to, you. bless her. <laughs> it's, it's actually been around the kids again. I, I mean, don't swear around them. They go, oh, Mummy! <laughs> Mummy, what are you saying? That soon changes. Give them a couple of years. I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's more about like not affecting everyone around you. That's what yeah. it felt like for me. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. So, work wise, obviously, yeah. the mm. arts caved oh, in on God. itself I actually find it now and I'm not an actor you know I you am you are now... really aren't you oh, I'm a drama queen <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you're in the industry I'm in the industry but I now find myself looking at you guys more and musical theatre and all my musical theatre friends and I'm now starting to get a bit 
panicking. Panicking. Yeah, I am. What's what's happening for you personally, but also mm. what's your well, take uh, on this whole mess? I, I think, you know, I'm in a, a, a fortunate situation. I'm in a situation at the moment where I'm starting to sell things. Okay. You know, and I'm actually about to set up a website for the things that I've either created or bought and don't need anymore. Amazing. Home right. things. Because I, I just think we this is going this. to be clothing. This is going to be probably how I am going to pay my mortgage and, and yeah. exist for mm. a while until our industry comes back. Mm. And I'm not really snobby or proud about what I do. You know, I love a car boot sale. Oh, yeah. Me and too. So, love a bargain. Yeah, but everything's online now. So yeah. I'm thinking of doing that. I'm thinking of ways, you know, of how do I do that now? I'm not proud. I would, oh God, influencers make money. How do you go about doing that? How, you know, I'm working you out You are an ways. influencer by the sheer volume of followers you have on your social medias. You but, do you know, know that, I don't, don't earn you? money from it, but I'm, I'm working out ways that I could maybe do that so I'm actually thinking I'm in a decent situation I can put my career on hold for a while and we will still eat yeah mm. but what I worry about is my theatre community that I grew up and trained with that are around me the kids that are younger than me that are just coming out of college that trained and have all these skills and their skills are not going to be sharpened and polished for mm. a while I worry about like my musical theatre family. Mm. I mean, mates that I know that are delivery driving and mm. doing stuff at the moment. And I think, good on you. Yeah. We're all trying to earn our living at the moment. But I don't know how long we can sustain it as a community. Mm. Mm. So I do worry about them. Um, and I, you know, I, I worry about my own children, how their future is going to be. Because actually, at the moment, you know, even if one of them did want to act, I would say, no, don't go there at the mm, moment because mm. I'm just not sure, you know, the joy and the passion and everything that I get from it is all still there. You mm, can't, you're not yeah. going to douse that. And I think all of us, all the people we know that are in the industry, all will still have that. You know, yeah. I can't look on Twitter or on Instagram and see a choir singing at the moment without crying. I know. It's but fun. I still feel like it will come back and it will come back bigger and better. It's just, there will be a period where, where it's it's going to be sad and we just all need to support mm. each other, I think. I think that, that TV companies at the moment should be making some television about theatre, behind-the-scenes stuff about theatre. What a great, a great idea, idea for reality and I show. And yeah. whether it's a reality show, like apparently Britain's Got Talent are doing, next week they're doing a medley of, of uh, West End musicals. We should have whole programmes dedicated to that because there are a whole load, not just to keep performers working, mm. but because it's a very highly skilled industry. Mm. And to if our youth that are coming out of college and schools at the moment are not having that as an inspiration they're not mm. being able to go to the theatre mm. they should be able to watch it on TV yeah what about like I don't know if any of you two saw it was on um, it was one of the first fixed camera shows where um, the family got so used to, it was called The Family it was on yes. Channel 4 it was Loved amazing wasn't it, it? and they, they literally started ignoring the cameras yeah. and I feel like Quickly. if you could rig up and one of whatever show comes back first yeah. just rig up the whole theatre so you've got the wig makers you've got the makeup yeah. artists you've oh, got the dresses you've got the performers 100%. I just would I would it's fascinating and I think people are missing it mm. and, and it's not a tiny community all of those theatres that apparently bring in six billion a year to, wow. to this country, mm. all of those theatres 
are all dark at the moment. Yeah. So you've got so much, so much content. Mm. I mean, I would sit and uh, even if you opened a channel that was a theatre channel, yeah. not just online, but yeah. on your actual television as well. Yeah. If I was had a production company right now, I'd be doing that. I've just found out today, I, I can't believe I didn't know this, that Phantom's closed for good, which was the was musical it? I was in in the West End. It's gone. That's it. Yeah. I think really, it, really sad. It is mm. sad. But in the future, <laughs> in the future, these things will have revivals. Yeah, a bit like the 60s be... did in the 80s and the 90s yeah. are doing right now. You know, yeah. that's big business. So hopefully the theatre revival will be, well, we better start saving our money to put the kids through theatre We can't, we can't remember much of the 90s there, can no, we, Sarah? Can. can you remember the 90s, Tan? <laughs> yeah, and, and my 12 year No, you can't. You can't remember Taylor's. <laughs> no, but, uh, I remember the 90s through Jobs. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, so 93 did that. Oh, 90... That, well, that must have been Oliver, 94. And then 98 is when I oh, went to Nancy, Scarborough. Oh, you were Nancy, weren't you? No, I were was the rose seller. Oh. Why did I think you were Nancy? I remember you being in Sally it. Sally Dexter was Nancy. Brilliant Nancy she was. And then Jonathan Price was our um, Fagin. And then I went up to Scarborough, and that was 98. And then I remember I got EastEnders in 98. So the 90s were quite... Were vivid. heavy for you. Were you were present. You were present in, the yeah. in my own head. I was present. <laughs> I was. Um, I was doing the girly show and very. Yes, and you I were presenting lots of stuff. Well, I was going out with a blue tone as well, so I'm afraid I can't really remember the nineties. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but my twelve-year-old is properly in the nineties. The whole style. Oh yes. The hair, everything is all nineties at the moment. I'm like nineties. That was only yesterday. Yes. Yeah. How is that a revival? <laughs> it's when you think, yeah, 1990 was 30 years ago. Don't. Oh, that makes me feel a bit anxious as well. Yeah, I, sorry. I get, you know what, it, I'm going to call it the irregular bitch feeling. Oh. When we have a guest in and like, I get, I get a little bit, like thinking about the theatre because I haven't given it loads of thought, although I read the paper on the way in today on the train and I think there was a lot about it in there and that made me feel a bit. Yeah. And now you're doing the same, saying that the 90s was 30 years ago. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? But you know what, I, although Twitter people say can be hateful and spiteful, it also has brought a lot of people together. Like uh, when you go onto Twitter... Don't you think? Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, yeah. And people are flooding it with, like, stuff about theatre that's really You've viable. You've a few pieces, haven't you? Yes. yes. The choir all stood. Yeah. Oh, so, goosebumps. So I think that social media in, in at times can be very um, unifying. It's like the little girl with a curl. Oh, when it's yes. good, it's very, very good. And when, when it's, it's bad, bad, it's horrid. <laughs> and do you just switch off to that or have you been immune yeah. to it? No, I haven't been immune. Sometimes you just go, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you're looking and it's like, oh. And some of the comments, oh. Yeah. And then I just go, I'm going outside into the on Hampstead Heath for a while. Yeah, walk it off. And walk it off. Yeah. Breathe in nature. We were neighbours, me and Tam. Oh. Yeah. In the end of eight. In the end of eight. The end of and the Crucibond. In the Crucibond. Now, Tam. Yes. Um, how's Tom? My Tom. Tom and Tom. Yes. Your Tom. Is he all right? <laughs> he's lovely. He's, he's very lovely. He's. So you've been together two years now, haven't you? Three. 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 And we actually looked yesterday. Both my kids were saying, "Oh, it's your anniversary. You've been together three years." And uh, then we actually looked and we looked back, and it was like, "No, it's not today. It's October the twentieth." So. Our first oh, date was on October the 20th. So, yeah, but I knew him for a few years before that. 
Right. But just not that well. So, yeah. From from a yoga class, I believe? Well, just because he worked in my yoga studio. Oh. And, yeah, we know lots of similar people from there, I suppose. It is quite a small community around there, yeah, isn't it? Really it really is. End. Yeah. So he was local and we kept bumping into each other. He saw me across the road once and we shouted and then he hit his head in the lamppost. <gasps> That's out of it like have a sitcom. And we That's we often so go past romantic. the lamppost and oh, in fact we always get there he is. I bet he was still got your blood on it. I bet he was fecking mortified. <laughs> he was mortified, but I mean, that's not the coolest moment, is it? Really. <laughs> Street cred. Gone. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't take himself too seriously, so it was all quite just good. as well. Yeah. <laughs> and because Andy is ten years younger than me. Is he? Yeah. So I didn't know got, that. Yeah, I hate the term toy boy because he's not, it's just oh, it's my ridiculous. boy. He's just man. my husband. Do you man. know what's weird is you don't really talk about it. You don't talk about the age difference until you're in a situation like you're doing an interview with a journalist and they ask about it. Yeah. Or we're sat here now and people then bring it up. Do you but find... I don't, we don't like... It's not something that we chat about daily. No. But I don't even notice, and I don't know whether you and Tom are the same because the gap's slightly bigger, but I don't know if I never even noticed cultural different reference points difference oh no like, so I can mention I, I can say, mention Tiz was doctor and Andy will go a good one. who's your Doctor Who and that's always oh, a really? bit shocking when yours is in black and white who's your Doctor Who colour. then um, Tom Baker oh, of course it is are we all Tom Baker yeah I think mine's Sean, Sean Pert not, no uh, you're John same age as me no maybe no that surely mm. he was your Wurzel Gummidge he was my Wurzel Gummidge he wasn't my Doctor Who sorry sorry about that don't get the two mixed up jeez I'm starting to think, how, how old am I? <laughs> but yeah, cultural differences are um, quite different. But, yeah. but, but you don't sit down and talk about 80s telly, do you? you just when you're in a relationship, no. let's sit down and talk about, I don't know, it's more, know Danger it's Mouse. A connection and a sense of humour. I think it's more a sense of humour, a connection, and a willingness to take the mickey out of yourselves and dance like around like an idiot. You know, we have an awful lot of fun really yeah and that's really nice so we don't yeah and we don't do lots of planning we kind of exist which is really nice Mm. and you can't at the moment with lockdown with what's going on Mm. to be able to find someone that you're really happy being in their company at the moment knowing what's just happened with six months of people finding out they don't want to be with their husbands or their wives lots of breakups have happened you know lots of people struggling at the yeah. moment and i really do think to be with somebody that you can't wait to get home to oh, and he came lovely. in the door last night after filming all day and um and my 8 year old heard him and just was like tommy Aww. and she ran down the stairs and jumped into his arms and i just and and then he got he got in and we all just hugged and hu- hung out and he Should it was like crash? him Sounds going lovely. This is where I said, do you feel home? And he said, yeah, this is where I'm meant to be. And Mm. that is a feeling that I want to stop for five years, hold in time, you know, and stop time, stop the kids at the ages they're at, stop our relationship where it is and do five years with my dad still alive at the end of the garden. And all of us, you know, all of us in this time, because... I'm, I, you know, I don't want it to run away with itself and then them grow up and be teenagers and yeah. us move into a different phase or not be together. But <laughs> as you, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, you're going to make me cry. But by your own admission earlier, it will still be brilliant because you've nailed living in the moment and being grateful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, whatever happens, that I also know that I can exist alone. Yeah. Not completely alone. No. Yeah. But I'm not. not you know, I'm not needy. Yeah. I'm in a place where I know that. I will be all right. Mm. Yeah. 
That's a great feeling. Isn't it? It's so nice. And I'm not being smug because obviously I do feel things. I'm not superhuman that I don't have emotions. It's just a nice place to be when you are not... Vulnerable. Yeah, that's the word, I think. Yeah. I've always thought you were quite... Tough. Tough, yeah. Yeah, but I've had some sliding down walls, embarrassing, desperate times. And I think it's nice to not have them anymore. Isn't it? Yeah. Have I, could, um, now I'm you, thinking, when was the last fucking time I did have one? Was it last week? No. <laughs> no, you're haunted by a few from your past, <gasps> aren't yeah. you? Oh, I think Tamsin yeah. knows about those ones yeah. as well. Yeah. Hideous. But, but also, you know. it's, the, it's the art of knowing that when you are happy, that you've got everything you need. That's yeah. there. Mm. That you're not searching or striving for something mm. because it's actually in front of you. Yeah. I've, I've having had a difficult time in my life, what I've now realised is that if it's meant to be, it's easy. Yeah. And I'm not forcing things. Exactly. I'm not making things happen and I'm not covering anything up. It's just living my life easy. and it's easy. And that's what I say to my kids. Mm. If that's it's not exactly easy, it. don't try and make it work. No. Because it's not meant to be. That's it. Move on to something else. Yeah. She's wise. Yeah. It is oh, what it is. <laughs> the wisdom it is what it is. is, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The wisdom yeah. you gain from heartbreak or yeah. whatever it is that's taken you to low places, mm. depression, the wisdom you gain from that is uh, it's worth its weight in gold. Mm. Definitely. Irregular bitches. Yeah. Speaking of things that take you to dark places, we have two things. One of them's oh, yeah. one of them's it's meant to be serious, <laughs> and the other one's quite lighthearted. We have hormonal horror stories, of uh, which my hormonal horror story is disgracing myself at weddings. <laughs> we've, we've been there and done that. Yes. We don't talk about it. <laughs> that was mine. Um, and I have meno moments every day, usually involving keys. keys. Um, have you got any hormonal horror? Has, and, because I just think you're not your right self when you're hormonal. And I've always struggled with my hormones. And so if I'm hormonal in a high emotion situation. Yeah, I know what you mean. When I was younger, things used to go desperately wrong. Yes. They don't anymore. But have you ever had well, any oh, of those? Oh, it's brain fog and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Which Not so much menopausal yet, although I, I do have a funny thing to tell you about my menopause, what my kids call it. Um, <laughs> but when I was younger, my I, you realise now when you're not either pregnant <laughs> or just had a kid, mm -hmm. you realise now when you're not in that stage that in those moments and those times in your life you're incredibly hormonal. Mm -hmm. I don't think I realised about that hormonal imbalance that happens when you're pregnant and when you are just coming out of a pregnancy and probably for the first year. Yeah. I definitely was very hormonal. Yeah. So I definitely wasn't myself. But now I... I go through phases now where I know it's my hormones and I'll go, am I being unreasonable? And the thing that when we first talked about it, I did actually talk to my kids about it because my 12-year-old is obviously going through her hormones of puberty. Well, yeah, that must have just started, so, right? Well, probably mm. a bit, oh, a yeah. couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to Flo and Marnie about it and I said see the thing is it's going to be tricky at the moment because you're going to be hormonal and mummy's about to go through a phase of menopause what happen which happens in later life for women and um, it's called the menopause and it's about your hormones and the next time we spoke about it my eight year old who was seven at the time she hadn't quite grasped the word and she called it the hornsies <laughs> I love it. The Hornsies. The Hornsies. Love it. So now it's the a... Hornsies. And we, me and Tom laughed our heads off. Love because it. 
Oh. You know. So now Marnie says, if I seem like I'm a uh, mummy, have you got the hornsies? <laughs> Because she it. knows it's hormones, but she Haunties says hormones is so much better than so hormones, much better. Isn't it? We hate the word menopause. There's no whore and there's no moan. Like hormone, it's just it's it's two horrible words. No made whore one. and no moan. Well, you can you can have that. It's Marnie's word, but you can have it. Because we now say, if I go, can can We're you please it. hurry up? Can we all get our stuff all together right, and leave Mom, the house? Tam. They'll go, Mom, <laughs> Mama, you've got the hornsies. <laughs> oh, Tam, thank, thank you. you. Can I just oh, say you're definitely in a regular bitch. She's in a regular. Can I just say, Tamsin, God bless her, was the f- I, I slid into her DMs as a, you do a good few months ago and went, "Will you be our guest on a regular?" And she said, "She was the first person yes. to say yes." Thank you, Thank really? you. Yeah. yeah. I was really with Dan and David, it. our mutual friends at the time, and I just went, oh, "Tamsin's got back to me." She said yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think just chatting actually podcasts through this lockdown has been like my therapy. I've been saying that all through. Yeah. So we are immensely grateful. We Thank know. you very much. It's been much. fun. Thank it's you. so lovely to come in. Thank, Thank you. you. Pleasure, treasure. That's all we've got time for this week. Irregular Bitches is a Factory Originals production and we have been Sarah Kay with Louise Mitchell and Tamsin Althwaite. Woo. Until next time. Stay cool, bitches. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.